Hello, I'm Chelsea Ford and I want to tell you a quick story that I think you'll relate to. A hot sauce maker I've been working with for two years once told me that getting on the shelf was only the beginning. And the amount of focus and attention required to build a successful food and drink brand and not an expensive hobby was actually really overwhelming. Oh, she's right. There's a lot to consider and at times it can all be encompassing. One of my greatest concerns in business is when I hear foodies starting to make packaged food or drink products, thinking that getting their product on the shelf is the answer to all their prayers, because it won't be. There are thousands of other factors at play. Going from foodie to foodpreneur requires planning. Planning to build equity in the marketplace. Planning to make money so you can produce more and more products and put more money in your pocket. Right now, women across the globe are starting food and drink businesses at an immense rate, and I love that. But unfortunately, while women are contributing larger numbers of new businesses, they are not taking home more of the profit, and that has to change. So hello, that's my motivation for what I do. If it's okay with you, I'd like to spend another moment telling you who I am and what I've done to make me so passionate and qualified to help foodpreneurs put more money in their pockets. In 2017, I won an award for Small Business Leader of the Year. I'm a coach of foodpreneurs and I'm a food and drink business expert. I've saved hundreds of food and drink businesses from closing their doors by helping the brand owners know what to do and when to do it, including working with a failing food business and making them a million dollars in less than 12 months so they could continue trading. I had a steep, an extremely successful food and drink corporate career trajectory, winning accounts, developing products, leading massive teams and making lots of money for Sara Lee, the coffee and tea division, Nestle and Kellogg. My values stopped aligning with those companies in 2007 and I sold my fancy car, left the fancy neighbourhood I lived in in Sydney gave away my designer wardrobe and moved overseas to live with a shaman in Peru to learn to meditate and to practice plant medicines. I then went on to India to find myself by meditating in an ashram and doing daily deep personal development work. I've lived and worked in Australia, America, Canada, Japan, Singapore and Peru and have travelled the globe extensively. I have more than a decade of experience with small food and drink businesses, helping them be profitable and helping them grow knockout brands so they get cut through, not just developing lovely tasting products. I've helped brand owners become household names. When I created Females in Food, my online platform, back in 2016, my mission was to help foodpreneurs have the tools and support they needed to experience exceptional business and financial growth make profits so they could get on more shelves and into more consumer hands and remain aligned to their purpose. That mission still stands today. I remain 100% dedicated to helping women looking to break through the profit barriers with their products, overcome their business blockages, combat the overwhelm and fatigue experienced by most foodpreneurs and take their food and drink brands to new heights. The women I work with are the ones who have surpassed the startup phase, the ones who are making at least $2,500 a month in revenue and have finally reached that critical moment between make or break. 
They ask themselves, do I keep slogging it out for little return or do I take control, build a formidable food or drink business and climb the revenue ladder? Thankfully, they choose the latter. The hot sauce maker I mentioned a moment ago was one of those women. She stood at the crossroads and decided it was now or never. She committed, she implemented the strategies I coach on, and she now attracts eight new retailers every month, and her monthly revenue has gone from strength to strength. Not to mention she now pays herself and her business and life partner a solid monthly wage. Those are the kinds of women foodpreneurs I love to work with. They're the ones who will shift the statistics. They've experienced how tight margins can be in food and drink, stared it in the face and said, you will not get the better of me. So if that sounds like you too, I invite you to hang out with me every week on the Foodpreneur with Chelsea Ford podcast and I, along with other experienced industry experts, will help you with your selling, negotiating with buyers, getting stocked, generating consistent demand for your products and getting your products into more consumer hands, with or without a distributor. And the clincher, I'll make sure you are putting more money in your pocket for every product you make. So let's, that's, let's start that right now with these three points. Firstly, for every dollar a big food or drink company spends on marketing to attract their consumers, a small batch or artisanal business needs to spend $18. So you have to be smart with how you reach your consumers to make more sales. Most women-led food or drink businesses have begun to solve a problem very personal to them, their own gluten intolerance or their child's nut allergy, for example. The problem that tends to arise with this, however, is the knowledge of consumers who are not like them is pretty light on. This is normally the result of not doing a full market assessment before they start. And that's a mistake. Where foodpreneurs can begin to feel the impact of that is when they don't fully understand the market beyond those people they feel akin to. And that's a tough position to be in when you're trying to get your dollar working really hard for you to make more sales. So the solution Get better at distinguishing attributes of new markets and learn about them deeply. Who they are, what they like, what they buy, what they don't buy and what they don't like and what makes them tick. Things that may be different to you, the brand owner, but relevant enough that will help you make more sales. Now consider this second point. Are you spending all your time in the kitchen or focused on production, but you're actually not making much money? I know this to be true for most foodpreneurs who tend to prioritise making, baking and creating and find at the end of the day or a week that they've not got much to show for their efforts. It's this overworking, under-earning problem that I'll help you fix. This is especially common for women who want to help even more people on their food journey but do not prioritise their own well-being. What you need to do is have the right systems for growing and scaling your food and drink business so you do a lot more with a lot less. Systems that help you work in your zone of genius, enable you to do something that you love and those things that also drive your money making so you are profitable. This is just as relevant for those foodpreneurs who use co-manufacturers as it is for those who produce in-house because using a co-manufacturer can erode your margin. So you need to manage that very well and with massive awareness of best practice in order to benefit from outsourcing your production or packing 
in fact, for anything you outsource. But don't worry, I'll help you learn how to leverage those decisions you make too. And finally, talking of more margin, it is not good enough to just sell product. You must make money from your product too if you want to have more freedom to spend with those you love. Reinvest in your business to pay for things such as help with your social media or to do advertising or to free up more of your time. See, the thing that we've grown to see and hear in the marketplace is how to get on the shelf and make high sales. It's true. You do need to do that. But unless you're making sales with margin, I'm afraid you're possibly making more debt for yourself and it's a short-sighted approach to growing a profitable product-based business. So it's all a balance. A balance of understanding who is buying your product, taking care of yourself as you grow and scale, and ensuring that every product you sell is putting more money in your pocket. And I can't wait to help you with all of that and more inside my podcast, Foodpreneur with Chelsea Ford, every week. So welcome, thank you for listening, and I can't wait to see you succeed.